This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 29. And today we're talking about monetizing our social media. We sure are, Madeline. We have a great strategy we're going to share with everyone. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. We have a super special series for you that will run the month of March. Today, we're going to start a deep dive into what you need to do and know to start monetizing your community on social media. And then over the next few weeks, we have great experts that have built amazing communities and monetize them across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We've already interviewed a few of these well-known experts, including Adele DeMeyer, Subi Zimmerman, and Zach Spuckler, plus some others that you'll just have to wait and see. That's right. You're going to have to want to join our Facebook community too, because in addition to these episodes, we have been coming up with some value that's just, we're just packing value in there. Each one of them shared some off the script tips that we have decided to share only in our Facebook group. I'm so excited about this because like, this is like extra nuggets, like bonus, right? Right. And I've heard what these bonuses are and they've already changed a lot of the ways that I'm doing stuff. I don't know about you, Madeline, but I have some ideas that I'm definitely making some changes. Yeah. I can't wait to share this, but only in the Facebook group. So if you are not in there, you better get in there right away because these bonus videos are going to blow your mind. So at the end of this episode, we'll tell you how you can do that. And also you can go to communitiesthatconvert.com and there's all the instructions on any of the blog posts. You can you can basically click on anything and it'll tell you how to do it. So without further ado, let's talk about these steps that we need to take. Yeah. The hub strategy for building community. So yeah, the hub strategy is really a very interesting concept that I did. We didn't make it up. It was made up by other people and I've heard a lot of people talking about it. So I'm not sure who the original maker of the hub strategy was, but the idea is that you create a community that then you can sell into your products. So obviously a lot of people are using this strategy. It's very common today amongst a lot of the, at least amongst trainers and people like that, coaches, those type of people. But you can use this hub strategy for almost any niche. And so we want to share with you a couple of ways to create a hub for you and what you're doing with your product, your service, or your company. That's right. So let's dive in. Strategy number one create a path of value. So define what you want people to do and then build a path of value that leads them there. So there's some items that we can talk to about that, like starting with the end in mind. 
you know, Kimmy, I try to do that. It's not always easy. Like mm-hmm, I, no. I, I don't always do it, but I feel like I've gotten better. And in 2018, now that we're into a new year, I'm really focusing on the end in mind when it comes to just about everything I'm doing. Yeah. And what's great about really beginning with the end in mind is that you know what outcome you want to have for your community members. So whatever that outcome is, like, is it to be seen more? Is it what's your outcome? You're going to want to have them have a better lifestyle. You want them to learn how to conserve natural resources better, whatever that outcome is at the end of it. That is what you need to keep in mind because then whatever you create, whether it's a free resource, whether it's a lead magnet, what we have here, challenges, any of the objections that they have, all of that is built in then to what you create for your community. And when you do that, people really feel like they're being heard, I think, in large part. So whatever you create, it should have that end in mind baked right into it. That's right. And uh, you can do things like building a lead magnet, offer free training, challenges, and so much more to help them overcome one of these objections. I am always looking at different things I can build. I know you and I have been coming up. uh, You've really created some really great... you know, freebies or lead magnets or whatever you want to call them for our communities that convert community. I think that's such a smart thing to do. Yeah. And really what it does is it helps people to get that thing that they need and get a quick win so that they know how you operate as a trainer or at what you have to offer. The best way for people to know is samples. I mean, there's a reason that they set up all those sample tables in the grocery store and give you like crackers when you walk by with cheese on them, because then it's more likely that you're going to pick up that thing and put it in your basket. And that's really the same with your community. I mean, you can't expect people to buy stuff from you if they don't know that they can trust you and know, like, and trust you, right? Absolutely. It's all about know, like, and trust for sure. So yeah, you want to position your end product as the next logical step for them. So as you create things, what's great about understanding where you want to take people to is you don't have to start with your huge signature product. You can start with smaller things. Like that was a real kind of hang up for me because I have a real clear vision of where I want to take people in my tribe. I have this whole love letter I wrote for my people way back when it's this huge vision where I want to help other entrepreneurs to create products and services and things that transform society. Like I really want to help people that have that heart and hustle kind of thing going on to really find their way and build a really great business and all of that. But there's a lot of people that just want to learn how to I don't know, live stream. That's what you're doing, working on right now. Or they want to learn how to create a podcast, which we are doing right now too. We're going to be putting together a course pretty soon, just really on how to start your own podcast. So there's a lot of little technical things that people need in order to get to the place where they're ready to build a big business that is going to transform the world, right? You can't start with world transformation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I I guess you could, but you know, it, it will, it will slow you down if you try to do that. So absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's all about, again, know, like, and trust, building that relationship, building the trust. And, you know, these things that we're talking about will help you get there. Right. And so another maybe thing that you're worried about as you're listening is, hey, you know, every time I try to engage people on social media, I hear crickets. So how in the world am I ever going to even build a business or get people to buy something out of my community? That's a really great question because that does feel like that sometimes. So one of the the second strategy we're going to talk about is conditioning your community to respond. And it is something that your community will have to learn. A lot of people are very passive partakers of social media. They just read things. In fact, 
it's so funny because I had somebody the other day come to me. I put out a lot of links on Facebook. And right now, if you know anything about the algorithm changes at Facebook and all that, you'll know that these aren't really working anymore. Links and, you know, right. link sharing. So I was talking to somebody and, and several somebody's actually, and they said, oh, Cammie, I just love the links that you share. I love all the stuff that you do. I think you even told me this. Anyway, there were several people that told me that. And I like to keep up with what what's going on through you and all that. And I'm like, well, you have to like it or something because it's not, you know, it's not working anymore. I've been thinking about booting it to the side, but I've had at least three or four people come tell me that. So I haven't booted it yet for that reason. So you did, you have to know that a lot of people are just watching your stuff and not saying anything. So there are out there, but how do you get them to respond to you? So that's the key. So you want to ask easy questions. That's one of the things you can start by doing, not leading questions, not like, I don't know, have you seen things that are working? I know some things are working for me, but um, one of the things that works for me a lot is what are your challenges around this specific thing? Or uh, one that went really well the other day is what podcasts are you listening to? Are you listening to podcasts on a regular basis? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. It it exploded. Totally exploded. And I just wanted to know, I mean, because here's the thing, I'm thinking about putting together a podcast course. So I want to kind of know what people are listening to, what they're doing. It actually surprised me how that went off the chain. So those kinds of questions, asking people questions, not like, would you buy this from me? And what price do you think I should set on something? No, not those kind of questions, but questions that really get people to share and feel like they're giving information that's going to help somebody else. Because people like to do that. They do. And all you got to do is ask, you know, asking them to respond when you send out an email. When I do my newsletter, I always put at the end, like, please hit reply and let me know if you like this newsletter or please hit reply and tell me what you're up to. By asking them, they respond. They're more inclined to respond versus if I don't do it. So I'm a big fan of experimenting, try different things and see what works best. Yeah. And I think that's great. And of course you want to send personalized responses. So if they do send you an email, you want to respond in a very personal way because you want to model that behavior that you are looking for that interaction with them. And by the way, if they start to have these interactions with you, all the algorithms, including email and everything, do better for you. Because people are like, oh, this is not a spammy kind of account. You know, this is a place where people want to be there. They're participating voluntarily. And that's really an important part of what you want to build into your strategy. So really asking those questions, digging deep, and asking them more for more. So a lot of what I'll do too is if somebody asks answers one of my questions, I'll say, Oh, that's great. So what else about that? You know, so one of the other questions I asked the other day is besides money, what is the one thing that's really like irritating you about social media? Like if you have a small budget, you know, Uh and you have a small account, because one of the things I'm thinking about building is a, a course really around how to make yourself look like you have big business social media, when you only have a very small budget. So I wanted to know what people would tell me, were there big obstacles in doing that? And I didn't want him just to say, well, I don't have any, the kind of money that a big brand has. So I asked him a very specific question. Well, that one blew up too. And everybody was answering that question like crazy. And I would just come back and say, okay, well, what about not having a big team, you know, is the problem? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you need from that? So you ask clarifying questions and guess what? That's like market research. Hugely, oh, absolutely. A, a hugely, it's a huge benefit to me and hopefully to them too, because they hear people helping them with their problem. So Definitely. And you want to ask some questions that help, you know, reveal what's holding them back. Like, what can you do to really help them? You know, I think these items we're talking about can really help people. You got to like really just, you know, think this through, start 
following along, do this and see what works. And then report back to us because we want to know, you know, so that's us asking, you know, putting that out back on you, like come over to the Facebook group and let mm-hmm. us know because we want to hear And that's why you. we ask you every single episode to join us in a Facebook group. It's also why we have our calls to action in every single episode because we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're doing and what's holding you back. So another real big objection I think people have to thinking that they can make money through their online communities is the idea that you may say something like, I have a great community, but I have a hard time finding the time to create things to sell to them. Okay, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's my objection. (laughs) I would love to create things for you guys all day. It would be awesome. But I sometimes feel like I don't have the time to do that. And, And I think, Madeline, you have really taught me a lot about just doing stuff. And like, and that's really been great because I'm, I can get in my head a lot. About it's easy. This. It's easy to get in mm-hmm. our heads. That's why like right now in my mastermind course where, you know, I'm, I'm laying down, we're at the beginning and I'm laying down the, the mindset, ready, fire, aim, because that's how you don't get too stuck in our heads. We all do that. And then we don't, we don't launch something. We don't do something. And right now I'm having them just create videos because this is a video program. We're learning how to do video and live streaming videos. And I know that's just do it doesn't work for everyone. But if you get in that mindset of ready, fire, aim, and not overthink and just put this thing out there you want to do, now you're opening up the floodgates, essentially. Right. And so it's really interesting that you say that because, you know, on the way to social media breakfast last month, we had done a podcast episode about starting a podcast. We were doing an entire social media breakfast about starting a podcast, just thinking we would share what had happened for us over the last six months. And on the way in the car to social media breakfast, I had this brainstorm. I said, oh my goodness, why don't we offer a course and do a get it done course where people would come for a day we would teach them how to start their own podcast. We would record, we would come up with a topic, we'd record it and we'd help them learn how to edit it. And they'd leave with an episode. And I just, that blew my mind. I was like, why didn't I think of that? Like, I don't know, last week. So I could come up with like, I don't know, a lead page and everything I needed to make this happen. Well, we just did it. We just said it. And I had seven people come up afterwards and give me their cards. And then we put it out through the episode and we've had 14 people sign up on the episode. So Together, that's amazing. If my math is right. <laughs> that's 22 people, right? It's all right. That's, that's anyway, amazing. But, but it's, it's, you know, as entrepreneurs, everything we do comes from an idea. You know, when, when you like really look at this, like how does our business work? It starts with an idea, right? We spark an idea and then we go and we execute it and we want the ready, fire, aim because we don't want to overthink it. So you came up with this amazing idea and you just threw it out there. You didn't go I know you came and you probably first would have, you know, had you not been driving to the social media breakfast, you probably would have first written out a plan, mapped everything out, thought about it for a while, wrote some more. But no, (laughs) you thought of this as you are driving to the event and you decide to just throw it out there and then look at the response you got. And so, see, that's what I do very regularly. I just throw the ideas out to see what sticks. What are people interested in? Then I go and, and start creating it once I know people want it. So right. that and was I awesome. Think I think that's a great idea. And for me, in the way that I think about things, let's put my little spin on this because, you know, I have to have that. 
is that you really should create products and services that are highly responsive to meet a specific need in real time. So what I do know is that right now podcasting is hot. Yes. It is the time to start one if you want one. Now is the time. And people don't know how to do it. And they need some systems in place. And I'm a systems person. You know that. I like come up with systems. That's I could spend all day literally creating systems. That's I love to do it. We come together and we put together these podcast episodes and you've seen me do it. I just I like to put up frameworks and systems. It's what I like to do. Not everybody's great at that. Some people like to do other things in different ways. So you like to throw it out there yep. and then like do it then. I like to create systems. So you need to find somebody that compliments you too. So if you have to pay for that help, um, we've been talking about that a lot too, Madeline. Um, and I don't want to get too far off create just-in-time systems. But the idea is if you can create a system that people need and want, you created a system right now for live streaming that I think for women who are really nervous about live streaming and you've got an idea and you've put together a system and guess what? The response was amazing. And we put out this idea for this podcast idea and everybody to a person was like, wow, that's a great idea. Not everybody wants to do it, but everybody liked the idea. So you just want to solve one problem for your community at a time. You only have to solve one problem. You don't have to solve all the problems. And that's my problem. I want to solve all the problems. <laughs> but one yeah. at a time is good. And that's really smart. I just read this book called The One Thing. And it's just really interesting, you know, working on one thing at a time. So I think that is a smart way to do this. And as you solve problems, you'll get a clearer picture of what people really need. And then you can go and refer to that first point and start building what we call or what you call path of value. Right. And as people see that you're the one bringing value to them, they're going to come back over and over again for other things that you can offer. So that's really the way that you start to build that chain of value or that path of value, if you will. So one of the other things that people might say, because, you know, there's all these objections, is you know, I really hate asking people for money. It feels kind of slimy. Or as our friend Kirsten Oliphant would say, what would she say? It drinking is, game, drinking game. <laughs> what does she call it? She says it makes her smarmy. feel smarmy. smarmy. Yes. That's her word. I love it. Smarmy. Yeah. So I will have to say that I do not like the idea of exploiting my community ever. So that's why value is so important. And I'm going to just say that right up front is that if you can create such a huge value, you're not going to have any problem asking for the sale. Like that podcasting day that I came up with in the car, I knew it would be a huge value. We're, we'll charge money for it. People will pay and they'll be thrilled because they'll walk away with a completed podcast episode that honestly, if they'd gone out and paid somebody to help them put it together, it would cost them 10 times more money sure. to do so. I mean, it would be a thousand dollars or 500 or whatever people decide to put together if it was done for them if I charge them $167, $197, whatever it is for a one day course, nobody's going to be upset about that because they're like, I'm going to get something out of this. So if you can create a value like that to solve a real problem, it's much easier to ask for money, in my opinion, right? Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Um, you know, it's all about providing value is it's knowing that you're providing something that will help them, you know, like with my new program, I've been doing video and live streaming video for a very long time. I was actually live streaming back in 2010 when it was before it was face, before Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah, I was all over Ustream. Exactly. So I'm real confident in all of my experience. So I know I can bring value to people. So, but I will say like you, you and I are both confident in our abilities. So, you know, we, it's easier for us to go and sell services of what we're doing. But a lot of people do say, I don't feel comfortable asking for money. 
it does feel slimy, but I feel like when you have confidence in what you want to help your community do, that if you just focus on that, that, you know, you are helping that actually a big thing that I, I do a lot is I flip the script. I, I say to myself, Hey, Madeline, if I don't do this, my community is missing out. They're missing out on learning yeah. what I have sure. to give. I totally agree with you on that. And if you're somebody who hasn't had years and years of experience and all that stuff, then just talk to your community and listen to them. And again, go back to asking those questions. Remember, we talked about that at the beginning, asking those questions about what it is that's holding them up. And as you see what's holding them up and you go down it, down the list on the list of the ones I asked, they, the big thing was, I don't have a team. I don't have a team. I don't have a team. So then how can I go back and teach them to build a team? So I'm great at that. I have a team. I know how to build it. I know where to find the people. I know how to manage them. I know how to make it all work. So what if I did a little course on how do you build a team to support your efforts? I mean, there could be a whole subset of people that are like, that's exactly what I need right now. I need to know how to do that. And if you can give me a template to show me how, where do I go? Where do I get the people? How do I manage it? It could be, you know, hugely beneficial for people. So you want to listen to what people want. And and then at that point, you can then start asking people, hey, I'm thinking about, this is a really good little template. I'm thinking about starting a course that will teach you to blah, blah, blah. Who would be interested in that? Sign up here, put up a little lead page or something, have them sign up for an email list. And then immediately you'll have a little list of people that said they're interested. Now out of that list of people, I don't know how many will buy. A lot more will buy if you help them, have them help you co-create it. And if you're feeling really not very uh, confident, you can actually start it as a beta program and say, you know, here, I'm going to do this for a really low price, like a super low price, or you can do it for free. But I would suggest a low price because if people put some money down, even if it's like, I don't know, they'll be more inclined to do it. Yeah, they're going to be much more inclined to show up, you know, and do it. So just even if it's like $25, $35, $50, $97, whatever it is, the price point you feel comfortable with. And then you can tell them, you know, this is the only time I'm going to offer it for this amount. It is going to go up and I'm offering it at this amount. So you guys can help me build the course in a way that's beneficial for people. And you can give me feedback. I need your feedback and testimonials and people will jump on that. A certain number of people. will. That's exactly so. what, what I've been going through in the past two weeks, because you definitely <clears throat> you, you just spelled out exactly how I'm doing this. Uh, it is a pilot program. I'm doing low cost, $35. People thought I was insane. I had one of my colleagues say, Madeline, you're missing a zero. What's the matter mm-hmm. with you? I yeah. said, no, I am purposely doing $35. It's more of proof of concept. Would people be interested in a program where they're learning, you know, specifically for female entrepreneurs, learning how to break through of any fears, any issues with doing video and live streaming video? I mean, I've been talking to so many women for the past year that tell me they're they are too afraid to do live streaming video, but now they're coming forth. Now that I just threw out this idea, it was just an idea of like, Hey, maybe I could help them. And they're like, yes, I need someone coaching me and nudging me along. So is, you know, try this in your community. Like Cami is saying, you know, come up with an idea, put it out there, do it in steps. So like Cami said, just put it out there first, see who's interested, collect their email addresses, very important. And then from there, you know, start talking to them, see if they would pay for what you want to put out, do a low cost. Don't do, I don't do free because free just does not get people. They got to have skin in the game. Bottom line, mm-hmm. got to have yeah. skin in the game. And if you have, if you have something free, like a little online webinar 
or something like that. It needs to be a one time off live. And then during that webinar, I mean, give them a little transformation, but not like the whole transformation because that gives them a taste for like, oh, you can make this happen for me. And then they trust you a little bit more to give you their $25, $35. It's sort of a no brainer actually to do that if you're really wanting to get better at something like that. And there's other, I mean, we're talking about coaching and training right now because that's sort of what I think it's where we're at, you and I. But I think about companies too and businesses, you know, how do you get people to be a part of your tribe? I don't know, find out what kinds of, like if even if you had a brick and mortar business, if like if I had an ice cream shop and I was trying to build a community around my ice cream shop, I'd help them like pick the flavor of the month or something like yeah, that too. That would be cool. I mean, you've got to let people participate in what you're doing, whatever that looks like, you know, for a nonprofit how do people know what the impact is of their donation to you? Well, what if you actually had a way for them to see that directly? You know, maybe talk to somebody from Uganda that you're helping, you know, so that they can have a face-to-face conversation on Skype or through a Zoom call or something like that. So people really got a sense of what their, what their impact was of their funding. So I do think that there's a lot of cool ways that you can bring your community in to help you co-create the experience. And, you know, they will pay you money for that because of the trust that you build up with them. Well, anyway, we talked too much again. So let's get gone. We have a call to action. And here's the thing. This is just the beginning of the month. We're talking about the whole thing as a strategy, but each episode following this is going to be a deep dive into each platform, the social media platforms out there that are going to help you to build this community and so on. So I'm really excited about this month. I really think that we can package this all up and hopefully you guys will listen to them all so that you get a full education on how to monetize your efforts across all social media using these strategies. So our call to action. We have a great call to action. If you have not yet done this, join our email list because that way you'll be sure to get all this bonus material in this series that we're talking about. I mean, we've got great nuggets of information that's not going to be on this podcast. It is only for our private Facebook community. So when you sign up, you're going to get access. I tell you what, Adele DeMeyer shared amazing stuff. Zach Spuckler, he is amazing. Oh my God. I am so glad you found him, Cammie. I Let me tell you, after we interviewed him, I went and downloaded probably 20 episodes of his <laughs> podcast. I've been binge listening to his podcast for days. Love the guy. So very impressed. And then we got the fabulous Sue B. Zimmerman, who is the leading Instagram expert. And let me tell you what, that is a special episode. I can't wait for everybody to hear it, but even more special, her bonus stuff that she gave us for the Facebook community. So very excited. Yeah. So we are so excited and so glad that you guys listen. We are so grateful to you as our community for listening and for getting back to us. I mean, so many of you are now giving us your call to actions on Twitter or in our Facebook group and just making this such a joy to be a part of this community. So thanks so much for that. And we're looking forward to this whole month. Have a great day. Bye. We'll see you next week. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. 
for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Music.